Hello, and welcome to The Solo Files, Episode 5. I'm your one and only host, Lucutus of Teddy. Thank you for joining me. Um, it is finally February. Um, it's February 1st. I almost had a little panic attack um, earlier because I was like, wait a second. This will be my fifth recording in January. How are there five weeks in January? Um, it seemed like the month would never end. Um, but now we're here. We're in February, the shortest month of the year. Um, so it'll be over like, you know, you know, before you, before you know it, um, though I'm sure January probably felt like, at least now, it's like, oh, gee, where'd the time go? But at the time, it was like, this month will never end. Um, so if this is, uh, the first time you're joining me, um, yep, I'm only in episode five. Um, but here I talk about games, movies, gaming news, TV shows, um, and sometimes cover some sort of parental, um, discussions about, you know, raising a child in, in a, uh, the gaming sphere. Um, I, I tend to like to keep these kind of short, or at least in the short as in, like, 30 minutes or so. Um, and this episode, well, um, we'll see. I feel like I got a lot to cover. Um, some things I think I kind of cut out that I normally would kind of cover. Um, just simply because, I don't know, it seems to have a lot to talk about um, this week. So we'll kind of get into it. I have um, actually quite a bit of news. It's more news heavy than uh, some past episodes. Um, so we'll see how far we get through it. Um but anyway, so, you know, the first thing um, that sort of caught my interest, and a lot of this news are just things that catch my interest. Not, I mean, there's a lot more gaming news out there, um, but these are just things that sort of catch my attention. Um, so it'll be a little bit skewed, uh, you know, maybe a little biased or whatever. Um, but anyways, so we'll get started. The uh, first one that I sort of came across was from IGN. Um, by Jonathan Dornbush, and this was about Sony focusing their first-party developers on the PS5, um, which, again, in my previous episode, you know, I kind of had talked about sort of my console um, exhaustion, if you will, uh, on the just the different iterations of all these different consoles from, you know, PS1, PS2, PS3... PS4, PS4 Pro, you know, Xbox, Xbox 360, the Xbox 360 Slim, the the Xbox One, the Xbox One S, the Xbox One, the Xbox One X. Um, so <laughs> all these little different iterations, all these little different things, and you know, kind of getting a little burnt out. Where I feel like the cycle is kind of shortening. I don't really know. I'd have to like actually. I, I'm saying this sort of off the top of my head now, but, you know, the, the cycle of these consoles seems to shorten um, a little bit. So now we're already talking about PS5s, and obviously there's um, new Xboxes coming out as well. <laughs> but sort of just, again, you know, it's sort of like, ugh, it's coming. Um, where, you know, games like Lost of Us 2, The Ghost of uh, Tsushima, and Death Stranding... You know, those are those big pillar games that they've been that Sony's been pushing for the PS4. Yet they really don't have a release date, and it's already 2019. So you know, these 
while I think they've been developed for PS4, you know, they might also make the jump to PS5. Um, hopefully they're still available on the PS4, because I, I, quite honestly, <laughs> you know, again, gaming can be a huge burden on the wallet. Um, and, you know, I'm much more of a an Xbox person. So <laughs> I do have the PS4. So I do have some of those games. I haven't played all of them. I mean, there's obviously a lot of games that I'm missing, but you know, in particular, me and for me particularly, um, definitely interested in The Lost of Us too. So I'm kind of hoping it it stays on the PS4. Um, you know, I wouldn't be hurt if it went on the PS5 as well, because um, I'm probably not going to jump to that. Um, and uh, partly because I'm also not, you know, how much better can games get? I know we always say this. Um, and we've been saying this to the end of time, or at least since Nintendo days and Atari days, like, gee, how can this get any better? Um, but they obviously have, and then, I mean, some things are near photorealistic in some ways, um, but yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I'm not into the 4K gaming yet. I really have, I don't have a 4K TV. I, you know, and now, you know, there's 8K stuff so or at least maybe not out yet but it's in development so it's like god i mean again technology just moves at such a rapid pace that you blink and you're outdated so um yeah but uh so it'll be interesting to see you know you know which first party games that have been that don't have these release dates yet, whether or not they'll end up on the PS5. I'm sure they will, especially if it is coming out in 2020. And I expect, you know, if it's going to come out in 2020, it's probably going to come around the holiday season again, you know, November timeframe, maybe, maybe as early as October, who knows, but I would expect it to be somewhere in, in that range. So, you know, late 2020. So these games still have almost, uh, almost a full two years. So good, 18 months or so, 19 months, um, 20 months, um, you know, to actually come out. Um, so it'll be interesting. And obviously, you know, Square Enix, Bethesda, and Activision um, are definitely a third party, um, but they'll pro they're probably most definitely working on PS5, developing PS5 games. You know, Bethesda probably Starfield 5 or is it Starfield? Not Starfield 5, but Starfield coming on the PS5 will probably be a likely thing um and again obviously you know being being a, a, a xbox person while not really covered in the article you know we, you know just sort of bringing up that yeah they have two different projects or two different versions of the the um new xbox and like one of them excuse me is um sort of a, i guess a digital only kind of thing or a cloud-based system um, which will be interesting. Um, I know, I, I think after, you know, the, the backlash back when the Xbox One was first announced, you know, and they said that it was going to be digital only and, and there was sort of this mass freak out. Um, I, you know, I personally, I'm a bit of a convert when it comes to disc and digital. I, I pretty much buy things digitally now. Um, so a, a digital version that is reduced in cost, but still has the performance of the disc-based system or the 
upgraded system, that would actually interest me um, and catch my attention. And I certainly would appreciate that. I mean, I still buy some disc games, but for the most part, uh, my almost all my games right now have been digital. Um, I mean, yes, I bought the most two recent disc games that I bought were for the PlayStation. Um, actually, three games were for the PS4. Um, that's one system that I don't think I really buy digital for. Um, it's partly because I don't game on it very much. Um, but yeah, I mean, I bought, I, I just got the Major League The Show, um, another baseball game that um, I, I wish there was a baseball game on the Xbox that was comparable. I, I know there's RBI Baseball and I'm sure it's fun, but it's more arcadey and it's a bit of a throwback. And yes, it's very affordable. Um, and for the amount of time that I probably would invest in the game, um, it's probably a better price point than paying for, you know, Major League The Show. Even though, I, you know, it was, this is a year, the year old version. It's not 19. It's 18. So yes, it was reduced. You know, it's obviously was cut drastically in price. Um, but I also bought Detroit Becomes Human, and I had recently bought Spider-Man. So, you know, and I bought all those on disc. Um, but, you know, for, I, I can't remember the last time I bought a disc game for the Xbox. Everything's been digital, partly because of share. You know, we do a lot of um, game sharing I've set up where if I buy something, you know, everybody in my family can still play it. You know, my son can still play these games on the other Xbox, that's my home Xbox, where I play on a different Xbox that's not considered home, which allows my son to, to play all these games that we buy. So, where we don't have to buy it three times. I can only have to buy it once, or sometimes twice, depending on whether or not all three of us are playing, because uh, I wish there was a way. I mean, come on, Xbox. Can we find a way to share a digital game with three people where we can all play it at once? That would be fantastic. Otherwise, we're stuck still buying two copies. Um, <laughs> so I've gotten way off track on that article. Um, but yeah, so th there's that. Um, the other one really wasn't a news article. It was just sort of an observation. Again, the Super Bowl's coming out. Um, and there was sort of the uh, this ad. And I think it's the second year I've seen it now. Because Xbox, you know, it sort of has a Super Bowl ad about their, their adaptive controller. Which I think is really heartwarming and, and you know, and, and it's very cool that they have this. Um, and again, the adaptive controller, basically it's, you know, it's a big sort of pen and it's got all these things. You know, it allows people that are disabled um, to enjoy gaming. Um, it allows them different ways because, you know, the controller itself is really, I mean, yeah, I mean, you almost have to have, I mean, yes, they, they're showing videos of these kids you know, trying to make do with the regular controller, and it, you know, seems like such a struggle, you know, and, I mean, they, they make it work, but, ugh, you know, it can't be that fun, um, whereas, you know, now it looked like, you know, such, it, they can game with ease, which is really awesome, um, and if you haven't, I mean, the commercial's out online, I'm sure you can find it, um, or could probably have seen it. I saw it shared by Xbox on Twitter and Facebook. Um, and I think Facebook's where I first originally saw it. And again, I think it's the second year that they've done it. So it's a, it's a new, um, it's a new, it's a different version of that commercial. Um, but it's really cool. Um, I think it's supposed to air for the Super Bowl. I think it is an actual Super Bowl ad. 
Um, but anyways, it's really cool. Um, again, not really a news story, but just something of note that I saw that was just awesome to me. Um, so way to go Xbox on that. Um, <clears throat> the other one was, this one is from Polygon um, by Michael McWhorton, or McWhorter. Sorry if I messed up your name, dude. Um, but this was that Nintendo is bringing Dr. Mario to Android and iOS. That's pretty awesome. Um, so yeah, they're gonna. Nintendo is releasing a free-to-play um, Dr. Mario World. Um, it's free to download. So, but there will be in-game. Um, there's op. It's optional. There's in-game um, purchases that you can make. Um, again, totally optional. It's what we call microtransactions. Um, the big bad word of microtransactions. No. Um, but you don't have to buy them. And it's Dr. Mario World. So really, come on. It's not like... Anyways. So that's pretty cool that Nintendo's doing that. Um, and bringing that to, to mobile devices. Um, and they also sort of uh, announced... And this is again from Polygon and, and written by Allegra Frank. Um... Or at least that's where I'm getting this from, the information I'm getting from. Um, but they um, also announced that the Mario Kart um, tour is being delayed. Um, and that, again, it was another um, smartphone game that Nintendo was releasing. It was supposed to... Re it, was supposed to it was announced last January, um, and it was supposed to come out on 31 March of... 2019 but that's gotten pushed back now to the summer of 19 so you'll kind of basically see two big um nintendo games um being released on your smartphone um for android and ios users so that is pretty cool um also pretty much if it hasn't been announced yet and, and maybe again i'm not always paying attention to, to uh, news, um, or at least n Nintendo specific things, um, but if it hasn't been announced or ever said or uttered, but it seems like, you know, the 3DS and the mobile, um, systems by Nintendo, it, that's gotta be just dead in the water now, like, <laughs> never coming back, I mean, the Switch is already pretty mobile, um, but uh, if they're now releasing games <laughs> onto your smartphone, uh, yeah, no. I mean, uh, good times 3DS, but um, and I know we've had 3DS and 2DSs in our house and Game Boys and Game Boy Advances and, and everything else, but um, I think that the end has come if it hasn't. Um, but yeah, and it was also kind of fun just to kind of, you know, go back and uh, it actually, um, oddly enough, I, I went into a little bit of a little internet dive and got lost for a second because um, it was just kind of like noodling around the Nintendo store, um, but, you know, just to kind of look up some stuff and verify some things. And um, yeah, kind of, I don't know what it is about Nintendo. Again, I, you know, falling off that sort of not really playing on the systems but I mean it was such a big part of my childhood um, that you know instantly I just feel like a kid again just seeing the Nintendo logo and and just noodling around the stores um so I mean again nothing news worthy related right there but anyways it's just sort of um an interesting silly little thing um 
as far as gaming goes, for me personally, um, I, I know I talked a lot about the Anthem demo. Um, I didn't play it last weekend. Um, there's the VIP demo. Um, I tried to start it up, um, but it didn't work. Because <laughs> they were having... Um, Bioware and EA were having a lot of problems with their servers. So it was really difficult to get in. Um, and then I got to a point, and even my son had tried a few times because he wanted to play it, um, and it wasn't working. I think he got in and then tried to launch the mission, and it didn't work. Um, and that was unfortunate. Um, but I had also then made the decision to kind of be like, you know what? I really don't want to just jump in. I know I've already played it um before and i really enjoyed it and i really love it and i'm kind of just at the point now where you know what i'm not i almost don't want to jump into the demo this weekend because there is another demo it was an open demo um starting today through the third of february um i know there was a graphic put out that said through the eighth but that is definitely wrong. Um, I mean, Bioware has come out and said that that graphic that's been going around it has incorrect information. Um, and it is definitely ending on the 3rd. Um, so, if you do, try it out. Let me know what you think. Um, I'm, again, personally, it's, it's... I'm already sold on it. And I can't wait to play it. That's partly why I don't want to play the demo. Because I'm going to be like... I don't want to play anything else because I just want Anthem. So I'm kind of just maybe just backing off with that a bit. Um, yeah, they definitely had some problems with the servers and EA and, as a whole. I couldn't even play BF5 at one point because it brought down, like, it affected all their servers across multiple different games unrelated to Anthem. Um, which was kind of annoying. Um, but the, you know what? It gave me more reason to go play Destiny 2. Which I've, uh, I will openly admit, um, if you're not a Destiny fan, I'm sorry. Because I'm about to talk about a lot of bit, <laughs> a little bit more about Destiny 2. Um, so, I don't know. Take a break. Come back in about five minutes. Um, or, you know, stay for the ride. Who knows? Maybe you do play Destiny 2. Cool. Um, if you're playing the Xbox, cool. Um... I'm also pretty much in a, in a helping mood lately, so if you need help with things, I'm not the greatest, but I'll certainly help, because, um, yeah, I've been um, trying to help, uh, just been kind of scouring, you know, the, the Reddit fire team, uh, even though I really just despise Reddit and just the sort of internet culture, which I'll probably get to a little bit later in this episode, um, but, yeah, I you know, just the toxicity of, of things. Um, but, but yeah, I was kind of scouring through the, the Reddit, just seeing that there's people in the Xbox that needed help with things, and I felt, like, comfortable helping, um, where I'm confident in, you know, I'm not gonna help people with raids, because one, is just me, and, and I've not raided any, I've not done any of the raids in Destiny 2, so I have no confidence <laughs> whatsoever in helping anybody there, but like, you know, stuff like forges, and other little missions, and missions, and leveling up, I can totally help, um, so hey, if you need, you know, you want somebody to play with, hey, you know, even though right now, it would probably give me anxiety to think about, I'm, I'm down for helping. I'm also in a helping mood, you know, and then I've offered some services to some people in Big Vision Gaming, which is a, 
a gaming community that my brother and his friend kind of they started it started off um primarily as a destiny clan but you know they play a lot of other different games talk about <laughs> there's a little running joke right now that it's an anime group um because they're, they're sharing a lot of anime information and and the love for that so um yeah i mean it's just a bunch of geeks that you know talk about stuff hang out and play together um or whatnot and and it actually you know kind of gives me a thing about you know a theme for another future episode which i might talk about which is gaming communities has been involved in a few um big vision game i'm just sort of a member i mean i'm, I'm loosely you know partly especially my brothers are in there and i like to support them and um so i don't mind helping out and doing things with them it's a you know obviously a, a good way to you know and to play with other people and, and have fun. I mean, they're a good group of guys and girls. There's a few girls. I don't see them much, but they're there. Um, so yeah, it, it's um, you know it's fun and, and I get and and sort of that's you know it may make a whole maybe not a whole episode, but that'll be kind of the theme is is communities. Like I said, I've been involved in a few, um, and I actually wrote one for SGN or Syndicate Gaming Network, which was one. That was really involved in for a while and was like a staff member and, and did some stuff there and wrote articles for the website and, and whatnot. And I think one of them was sort of, I did one about gaming communities, the good and the bad and the ugly. And, and I don't know, that'd be sort of an interesting um, article to write. Um, or not article to write, I wrote that article already. But just sort of a, a, a topic for, you know, this podcast. Um, and maybe I'll bring in, and maybe that'll be one where I, I bring in some um, guests, um, which defeats the whole naming convention of this, you know, of solo files. It's just me um, talking. Um, and while I appreciate you all listening to me, and if you've been listening for these last five episodes, thank you. Um, I hope to continue to do more. And, you know, again, if you have comments or want me to cover things or to talk about, you know, or if you're on Anchor, um, I know I'm getting way ahead of myself right now um, with this episode. It's just completely gone off the rails. Um, but if you're on Anchor and listening on Anchor, again, there's this whole function where you can send messages or voice messages, um, things that I can kind of include. So if you have questions or comments or whatever, you know, drop them in. Um, you know, if they're relative, if they're, you know, decent. And by decent, I mean they're not vulgar or, or um, you know, super combative um, or just mean spirit. I mean, if they're a general, legit question or, or you know, a, a comment that is, you know, rational thought put into it, then yeah, I, I'll certainly entertain it and um, love to converse. Um, but again, you know, um, and the other idea for a theme that I had for an episode, um, which I had, you know, had alluded to a little bit last week, uh, or had popped in my head when I was talking about my name, Locutus of Teddy, and, and you know how people call it Locus, um, and whether I should just call myself Teddy, um, at least with introducing myself for this podcast, um, where it's Locutus, and it's from Locutus from Star Trek, you know, when Picard became a Borg. Um, so, um, Lucidus Borg, I, you know, I, I may want to have, um, at least the very least have my wife Camille on, on the show because it is, it would be 
you know, about Star Trek and, and sort of kind of going over our favorite captains um, in the Star Trek universe, um, which would be a kind of a fun little episode to kind of go through. Um, and, and certainly would, would be a little bit more lively if it was just not just me talking. So um, that might be another future episode. But back on track. <laughs> I did say I get derailed uh, quite a bit and off on tangents, and that was quite a tangent. Um, but anyways, so back to um, Destiny 2. Um, sort of the thing that um, kind of caught my ire, I guess, was, well, you know, again, while I've been in this helping mood, um, is sort of the angst or uh, uh, cruelty of people there's this new mission if you were if you're an annual pass member there's this mission called the draw which brings back this weapon called the last word and it's a bunch of quest steps and in some of the quest steps there is a pvp element where you have to get not a number a certain number of kills like a, it, there's it's a percentage um, so I'm sure there is a total number of kills you need to get, but it may vary because, you know, depending, you, you get points sort of for, you get points for kills and you get points for kill assists, but you also lose points for death. So you can take one step back forward and two steps back or two steps forward and one step back, you know, that sort of thing. Um, so your percentage may go up or down. Um... And, you know, some people, you know, have been like, oh, that's really hard, and I wish that wasn't part of it, and I don't necessarily know what all the gripes were about it, but, I, you know, my general sense was that there were some people that, that were very unhappy with the PvP um, quest steps. Um, it had some PvE um, steps as well, um, but there, yes, it, it's a PvP kind of weapon. A lot of people like to use it in the Crucible. So, which if you're not a Destiny 2 player and still listening to this, um, the Crucible is sort of the player versus player mode, if you will, um, called the Crucible. And it's just you and the other players playing. So it's anything like, you know, it's basically like a Call of Duty or... You know, not to the scale of Battlefield, but, you know, Call of Duty or Overwatch. Um, Overwatch is sort of similar-ish. Not quite. Don't kill me. Um, but yeah, so anyway, so there's this happened. So there's a lot of people that were also then very negative and salty and um, just sort of mean towards people that were having, you know, that were struggling. Um or complaining about the whole PvP element, and it's just like, I, I, it just drove me nuts, because it's, it's one of those things where, you know, again, for a community that loves to support people for completing nightfalls and raids and other high-end PvE um, content um, and activities... You know, people are very supportive of that, but when it comes to the PvP side of it, it's like they just do a 180 and are like the cruelest people on the planet and are like, get good, and, you know, and or just like suck it, deal with it, you know, and, and while well, yes, you can't really help a person, per se, it's not like you can carry them through and get them their, you know, complete that part of the quest for them, I mean, they... You physically have to do it. Um, 
you have to have the coordination and sort of sometimes luck to do it. Um, it doesn't require a super amount of skill, but, you know, it's time-consuming. You're not going to get it in a day, probably, for some people. Um, so it's just going to take some time. Um, and I would say if you're, you know, are listening to this and, again, are struggling, just, you know, have some patience. Um, and, and keep getting it. You'll get it eventually. Um, but yeah, I, I think the other part that, you know, sort of annoyed me was just sort of this whole, you don't deserve it. Well, <laughs> or you want a participation trophy or, um, <laughs> you feel entitled. I, it, those things are just so eye rolling to me. Cause I just, I, I, they're like little phrases and words that just, for whatever reason, get underneath my skin to the point where I wish they were abolished from our vernacular because it just, they're just phrases that for me have negative connotations to it. And it just is from a whole societal perspective um, where it just it causes strife and angst and it's where I, I think we don't need it. And we certainly don't need it in gaming. Gaming is about having fun um, and enjoying you know, things that we, you know, are, are playing. So at least that's for me. That's why I game to have fun. Um, you know, yes, I'm a little competitive and I can, you know, in certain games, I will really <laughs> be very frustrated with myself or whatever is going on. Um, and I, you know, trying again, as a parent who is trying to set an example to his son, I'm trying to improve that. Um, Still, so again, yeah, these things, you know, sort of really make me salty when I see these things on Twitter. Um, so, yeah, and then sort of speak, you know, and then kind of rolling into um, saltiness and toxicity and just terrible, mean ad attitudes on the Internet. Um, sorry, hold on. I was getting a little dry-throated there, so I need some water. Um, sort of brought me back to this um, article. Um, that I, I saw earlier in the week um, from Kotaku. I saw it on Twitter. I wasn't able to really read it until this morning. Um, but it was something I knew and I, I needed to pay because I wanted to read it. And probably was something that I weren't, really wanted to cover. It was by Nathan Grayson from Kotaku. Um, titled, For Streamers Dealing with Stalkers, Twitch's Solutions Fall Short. Um, and again, these are... They, um, basically, it was about this uh, streamer, Tanya DePass, who's a streamer, consultant, and a director for a nonprofit called I Need Diverse Games. Which, for me, okay, I have no problem with. It's cool, but the first thing that, you know, that flagged to my head was, great, I know where this is going, because, the, you know, I Need Diverse Games, knowing how shitty, and, and sorry, let me just stop for a second, um... If you're watching with kid, if you're listening to this with your kids or something, I, I mean, I don't imagine that you're listening to your kids, but hey, if you have kids around or are not a fan of vulgar language, um, you may want to just pause this, fast forward a few more minutes, um, or if you need to end it, um, thanks for listening. Um, just because this is sort of, a, again, this is sort of a, a topic um, that kind of brings... I get very heated and passionate about, so it, it, words tend to slip. Um, so there may be some vulgarity in this. So I just want to warn you, um, especially if you're also maybe you're listening to work and you don't want to have 
F-bombs or other things, you know, audible, <laughs> flying around. Um, so, yeah, so back to um, the I Need Diverse Games thing. Um, that kind of immediately, again, it's something that I personally like. Um, so it's something that I'm, I'm all for. But it's a thing that just, it popped in my head. I'm like, oh, great, here we go. I know it's going to happen. Somebody is just being a dick because they, you know, <laughs> um, they're just being a very typical toxic male fucking douchebag. That's it. There you go. Um, and <laughs> sure enough, there was a, a guy called Mosh Eddie who was banned from her um, channel, which basically means just banned from chat. You know, he could still lurk. He could still follow. He could still send PMs. He, the, his friends apparently did as well. Um, and this guy, he, you know, when she would host, um, other streamers, um, and we're talking hosting other partnered streamers, they would be in their chat as well, doing the same things, um, sending all the, the, um, followers or viewers, you know, messages, um, about it, um, and about whatever, stupid thing that they had and it's been going on for like quite some time when I say quite some time um like four weeks I think I think they're up to four weeks um <coughs> and it kind of basically started with she had this LGBTQIA tag on her stream um which again really annoys me and I know I'm generalizing and I'm sorry but it, it's just something that just <laughs> irks them crap out of me where for whatever reason there are some shitty people on the internet that seem to see this and decide i'm gonna they're gonna toe the line and by what i mean by toe the line is they're gonna you know try to discuss it in a way that they seem very intellectual and sort of like "Ooh, i'm i'm gonna be cute here and they get up to that line of being a dick i mean they're basically being a dick but being offensive and being um, and crossing that line of being, you know, whether it be homophobic, transphobic, or whatever, transphobic, or whatever, um, and being rude, um, though you can maybe consider coming up to that line being rude. I kind of just consider it being a dick. Um, but you know, they they toe that line where they don't want, they don't quite cross it. They don't say anything really bad. But they, you know that they're pushing that boundary. And you know that they want to push that boundary for a very particular reason. And so apparently, you know, she kind of cut it off and, um, you know, banned the guy from the chat. And, and, of course, he gets pissy about it. And then starts this month-long freaking crusade of harassing and basically making it you know life really shitty for this person um and to me if you have that amount of time and energy and you want to go put it towards something good go put it towards something relevant go you know <laughs> don't be a dick like it just freaking annoys me so much um where, you know, and again, I mean, the tools of Twitch, yes, you can ban somebody, but you can, you're banning them from just chatting. Um, you don't really stop anything else, so the moderation tools are really bad. Um, 
and um, it's not like Facebook where, you know, you block somebody on Facebook. It's like they don't exist. <laughs> They're gone. They disappear. <laughs> so, well, that's pretty extreme. Um, I don't know. If you don't want somebody very toxic in your community, whether it's Twitch or Mixer or whatever, um, and let's face it, when you are, when, you know, streamers generally have this sense of, I want to build this community. I want to have people come into my chat hang out with me while I play a game and have good conversations or sometimes simply just enjoy whatever the game that they're seeing because maybe they can't play the game because they don't have the means to buy that game themselves or maybe it's something that they're interested in but they're not really they don't really want to play it but they'll watch it because it's very you know cinematic or again like I said they, they don't have the funds but they want to have that experience and see these games um, because again, we don't have time to play every single game. I wish I did. Um, but then honestly, quite honestly, there's, there's some games that just don't simply don't interest me and I'm sure they're really good. Um, but anyway, so, it, you know, so again, you, you know, you, they're building this community, you know, that's sort of what you're doing a little bit when you're, when you're streaming. So <laughs> when you have somebody negative like this, who's basically making life just really uncomfortable um and, and it is stalking when you are doing those kind of things and you can't really just ban them out of existence um and by existence I, I don't mean you know like real life existence just in your sphere of existence online on twitch um so that kind of sucks um, so I can, you know, it, it would be nice to see that Twitch do something about it. Um, <clears throat> I, I, you know, personally looked the person up. You know, I can see that they're still on, tw you know, Twitch. Um, and I can kind of see some of the conversations. So again, if you, you know, I, I, I'm not really, and this is me all paraphrasing and, and partly also coloring with my personal um, angst towards these kind of subjects. So, again, it's, the article is on Kotaku by Nathan Grayson, um, titled Four Streamers Dealing with Stalkers, Twitch's Solutions Fall Short. So that's the article. If you want to read it, you can. I'm sure there's other articles maybe covering it. I mean, you know, again, he did, you know, the guy did, you know, was talk a lot with um, Tanya DePass, but he actually had some DM conversations with the Mosh Eddie guy, the one that was doing all the harassing, who basically... Again, you know, for me, I, I'm coloring it the way I see it. Um, again, where a dude basically was like, I didn't say anything, you know, racist or homophobic or I wasn't rude and whatever. And she just banned me for no reason um, because whatever. And then decided, you know, and then said, oh, I stopped. But then I continued when I saw her on Twitter, you know, continuing her little crusade. You, you didn't really stop. You continued. That's it. You continued. Um, so it's when it, it, it's er, er. Um, one of the things that just make my blood boil. I I can't I can't stand when people are dicks. I can't stand when people are assholes. And when people treat other people like shit for no reason. I mean, yeah, we have bad days and we're cranky 
And yeah, I, 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 you know, sometimes I'm like, I hate people, you know, and I have those moods. And, you know, and even just talking to new people and random people, I'm a quiet person, so I have anxiety. So sometimes I don't really want to talk to you. It's not that I'm not, that I'm mean, I just, I, I'm me. I get anxiety over that kind of things. So that stuff, you know, is hard for me. Um, but I just, I can't stand mean freaking people. Um, and I know they exist, and I know they're out there. And there's just some people that just, you know... I'm sure if you're that kind of freaking person listening to this show, you can't, you're itching to, tw- you know, hit me on Twitter or write a comment or write some smart ass remark and, you know what, go for it. I don't care. Um, but it, it really, it, it just, it, it bothers me, <laughs> these kind of people. Um, we're just, you know, but whatever. It is what it is. They exist, they're out there. I wish people could just be nicer to one another and realize that we're all in this stinking rock together. Let's just get along. Um, but anyway, so um, the only other thing, again, that I can kind of remember um, that I wrote on my show notes and something that I'm not going to skip over um, simply because, and I know I'm running along here because um, we're what, on like 41 minutes now, um, is the uh, sports ball, Super Bowl. It's this Sunday. Um, I am again. I'm picking the Patriots. I can't. It, it, it hate. It hurts me to 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 pick them, but um, I want to win. And when they scored that touchdown against the Chiefs, when Brady led the team, the, them down the field after winning that contest, I'm like, they're winning the Super Bowl. There's there's your Super Bowl winner right there. And it's. I mean, I think the Rams can easily win. Um. But I, I, I there, there's part of me that is like, I hope karma bites the Rams in the ass because I think the Saints got robbed. I don't know if you watched that Saints-Rams game, um, but I feel like the Saints got robbed on that pass interference call that wasn't called pass interference. Uh, I mean, that defender laid out that receiver well before that ball got there, and it's a damn shame that that happened. Um but you know what? <laughs> At the same time, you know they had their chances. They still could have won the game. That you know it, it, they failed. I mean, so it does not necessarily come down to one single play. But that one does stink and it does hurt. Um, but so yeah, um, you know, I in some ways I like I said I hope Karma bites the Rams in the ass about over that, and they don't win. But it still pains me to say that I want to pick the Patriots. Um, just because Tom Brady and Bell Belichick, gosh. But it would be a nice little bookend of their career. I mean, even though he hasn't indicated that he's going to retire anytime soon. Um, you know, he won his first Super Bowl against the Rams. Maybe he'll win his last Super Bowl against the Rams. And then he'll retire. And maybe somebody else in the AFC can get a chance at this point. Because it seems like every year it's the Patriots versus some team in the NFC. Um, so we'll see, but that, you know, it's a testament to their team and, and, you know, um, but anyway, so, you know, um, going to make some goodies for the Super Bowl. I mean, cause we all make awesome, yummy food during the Super Bowl. Um, this year I'm going to kind of go with some nachos and pulled pork nachos. I haven't quite figured out how I'm going to do them to do it, <clears throat> but I'm going to do it. And I'm going to have some buffalo, um, chicken, buffalo chicken dip. 
and I'm also doing a little um, meatball thing, you know, the one where you pour the, the, the grape jelly and the barbecue sauce and you put them in a crock pot and let them all cook and it's just super easy to make and they're super yummy. I'm doing that because my son wants that. So, yeah, those are going to be kind of our snacks, super unhealthy, but whatever. Do not care. going to be yummy. Um, so I'd love to hear what you're going to make for your um, Super Bowl party if you all are doing that. Um, if you partake in the Super Bowl festivities or maybe you're just watching for the commercials. Um, hopefully there'll be some good ones. You know, it's, it's weird to say, you know, watching the Super Bowl to watch commercials, really? Like, how commercial... <laughs> How weird is that? Um, but anyway, that's what we do. Um, so again, I thank you for listening. I know I kind of ran a little bit longer. Um, I know there's some other things I wanted to talk about, uh, mainly mainly just TV and movie wise. But I just feel like that would just I, I'd be running on for another 15 minutes because uh, you know, and I also got derailed a little bit in the middle there. Um, but I got back on track. Like I said, I usually get back on track. Um, so yeah, I appreciate you coming out and listening. Uh, this is episode five. Um, you can also catch the previous episodes. I recorded this on Anchor, so um, they're easy to find there. Or um, generally, you can listen to it pretty much anywhere you can um, listen to podcasts. Um, I know there's a problem with Google updating what we're showing the other podcasts, but I know Apple wasn't having a problem. There's some other places that seem to be where all the episodes were there. Again, appreciate listening. Um, I do this every Friday. Um, so, yeah, I'll be back. You can follow me on Twitter, um, the cutest of underscore Teddy. Um, you can also follow just the whole Geek on My Level. Um, it's Geek on My Level, one word, um, on Twitter. Um, we also have a Facebook page, Geek on My Level. Um, I also stream on Mixer under Locutus of Teddy. Um, every Wednesday, I do a stream called a Brothers Fire Team. Uh, two of my brothers, we get together. We generally shoot things in the face. The past couple of weeks, we've been doing the Halo 5 campaign. Um, <laughs> don't know what we're doing this week, because um, I don't know. We'll have to find out when my brother Mike's going to want to play. He may change it up on us and throw us through a curveball, um, but we'll see. And then I do do a stream on Fridays. I'm going to have to alter the time, because obviously... I'm not making the 9 o'clock time, so I'll probably do it from 10 to 12 instead, so we'll see. Um, but anyways, I, you know, I stream some games there. I'm also trying to think of other times to, to stream. I'm trying to think of a, like a Monday time frame where I'll stream like a, an Xbox Game Pass game. Um, again, I'm very Xbox-centric, <laughs> if you will. Um, so yeah, we'll see. Uh, Again, thanks for stopping by, and game on, and catch you all next week.